Pittsburgh Steeler fans, what is up? Happy Monday to you. It was kind of a nice warm weekend here in Maryland. I hope it's beautiful where you are because, hey, next week at this time, we're going to be on an hour earlier, but not on the clock. We're going to be in the five o'clock hour, but we're going to have some extra daylight. Are you ready for this? My name is Brian Anthony Davis. I am the podcast producer from BehindTheSteelCurtain.com, and this is the Steelers Hangover. And my gosh, we're going to have so much to be talking about, and it is going to be great because next week at this time, not only is there more daylight, there's going to be daylight into the season because the tampering period starts next Monday, and we're going to see some transactions probably happening this week around the league. There's going to be some trades. Will the Pittsburgh Steelers be involved? We don't know, but we've been talking about it, and we're going to. So I've got to bring these gentlemen in. These gentlemen are in the know with a capital K, N-O-W, and lots and lots and lots of exclamation points. Tony Defio, what is up? I'm fired up after that introduction. I, 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 uh, I'm doing well. It's, it's not that beautiful here anymore, but it was over the weekend. Now it's kind of cold and a little damp, but hey, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's early March yet. So we, we, we're almost out of the woods, but it's springy though, right? It's springy for now. Yes. I like that springy Shannon white always brings the springy in the (laughs) steps of Steeler nation. What is up SW? We are definitely having an early spring. And right now we're having thunderstorms. So hmm. my Wi-Fi is being iffy. It's been going in and out. So hopefully it doesn't happen during the show. All right. Tony runs, so he's the lightning. And <laughs> Shannon is the thunder. Yes. And uh, <laughs> I'm just the gray skies. There, there you go. <laughs> so with that being said, let us get started. First one in the house. Who is it? Clarence Washington. First one in says, hey, Woo. guys, what is up, C-Dub? I don't know if anybody's ever called you C-Dub, but that <laughs> just did. So I'm in a good mood. I'm I'm feeling good I'm because it's happening. Like I just said in the intro, it is happening. Tampering period starts next week. And you know what the tam- tampering period is? I mean, that's just the early start of free agency. You know, they announce right. these, but you just don't sign on the dotted line yet. And unless that's you're right. Emmanuel Sanders and backs out or <laughs> or Tyson Alualu, which was a right. good backup, but he had COVID and he had some time to think about it and said, hey, I'm going back to where it matters. And that's Steel Town. And that's my first question for you guys. Going mm-hmm. to where it matters. Bringing Brian Flores in, we, we've talked about this a little bit. And the fact that you have the reputation of a Mike Tomlin, and if they bring in a quarterback that we kind of like, to uh, that actually other players respect and think that this is going to be an up-and-coming organization, do you think Pittsburgh could be the place to be? Will it be destination hypocycloids? Destination Three Rivers? Destination DeBerg? Tony Defio. Oh, Brian Flores, I think he's definitely going to, he's so respected. And Mike Tomlin, you know, he's always at the top of the list of coaches that opposing players who want to play for. So, I mean, you know, you you bring in somebody with with, with the uh, reputation of Brian Flores and you have the perfect storm of having so much cap space. I mean, they, they, they could, 
uh, net somebody uh, significant this time around. So I, I could see that them being able to, to find one or two uh, exceptional free agents. It doesn't necessarily guarantee anything, but it would definitely, uh, yeah, it, it would, it would brighten their, 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 their outlook for 2022. All right. So breaking news that just came in and Byron Johnson saw it. So I'm going to give him credit, but I saw it beforehand on our Slack channel, $208 million. The salary cap just came in at, Adam Schefter tweeted it out at 525. So there you go. This is uh this is pretty quick breaking news 12 minutes later. And uh we just saw it. So there you go. So the Steelers are gonna have some room. I guarantee you. Um Jeff Hartman uh, put on our Slack channel that's uh five million more, right? Than what was expected. And I have a feeling that one David Schofield. We'll have those numbers. He's our capologist. And I have a feeling he's going to have uh, the exact number of what the Steelers have to play with. And that'll be, uh, that's going to be beautiful. So I love it. Shannon, Destination Berg, is this the place to be? This is a unique situation that the stores are never in to have this kind of cap room and to have, you know, just lose your franchise quarterback to retirement. So there's opportunity with so many needs that guys could come in and start for, in my opinion, the best uh, organization in football, uh, bar none. Uh, it's it's a great opportunity to come in and with Tomlin and with Flores and all the other uh, positives we're talking about. And then you get five million more than was expected on the cap. That's a good mid-range signing right there at a time where the Steelers desperately need to accumulate talent. So it's just all good news so far. Absolutely. And we have so much to talk about, but I just want to talk about BTSC real quick, being the place to be for all of this information. When it breaks, you're going to hear it. There are going to be breaking news podcasts. There's going to be sh so many shows talking about the draft and uh, Andrew Wilbar, he's pumping up his own show and that's a good thing. He debuted today, not debuted, but his show debuted with Jeremy Betts, episode three, I believe, or is it four? The draft fix was today. Any y'all check out today's show? They're working on a big interview for two weeks from now. Absolutely. I don't even know who it is. And I'm the podcast producer. They haven't told me. So I think that's incredible. See, they're telling you before they tell me. That's how excited they are about this. So there you go. And it's if it's a big interview, it's not just anybody. And uh, remember last year, the uh, we had the uh, the quarterback guru. Um, and I can't remember his name. He used to play for the San Francisco 49ers, but uh, Michael Beck and Jeffrey Benedict had him on. So um, Sullivan. Yeah, Sullivan. So Mike and, Sullivan. Uh, no, no, not Mike Sullivan. No, I'm talking about. I'm talking about the the guy who works out with all of the uh, young quarterbacks. Oh, I don't know. So oh, I, um, I'm trying to remember his name. So is uh, it Orlask or Not Orlovsky. Not, not Dan Orlovsky. Um, yeah. I I will get that. Um, I'll, I'll probably figure out who that is. I think he's in line for a job with the 49ers now too. Mm. Um, and I just it just escapes me. It was actually on my on my uh, cranium. And, and I lost it. So um, with that being said, lots of stuff to check out here on BTSC. Um, I have a new show. 
I have a new show, and it is called The Steelers Sermon. It might have been a little bit over at, over the top, but it debuted on on yesterday. So CJ something, yeah. And speaking of, uh, it is CJ something. And speaking of the uh, Bather, no, no, no. It's oh. not, he's a he's a current quarterback. Um, yeah, I I just don't know. We'll just have to. Hey, somebody text Benedict and find out. <laughs> Slack Benedict and find out. Um, the, there, there you go. Um, so uh, Owen from across the, the pond in Britsburg is uh, saying that uh, it's CJ something. And speaking, speaking of Owen, I'm going to try to get him a little spot on the Steelers sermon on Sundays. So uh, check out this week where uh, – we're going to get him involved in that too. We've been talking, we've got to get that Brit voice. We've got the Australians, but, but we've got to go older school. We've, we've got to go Brit. So that's, uh, and you know, my, my wife, her mother is, is uh British. No, it's not, it's not uh, CJ Stroud. Um, gosh, I, I cannot, man, somebody get, somebody get Benedict on the horn. <laughs> There you go. Um, I cannot remember who that is, and and I know if I looked it up, I could find it. But uh, there you go. Dave Shipley gives us ten dollars. Uh, sending you a blueprint tomorrow. Who lives by you? Finally got them. Sorry, bad. Been busy. How many you want overnight tomorrow morning? Um, whatever you want to do. Uh, the uh, I've got a couple of uh, Maryland guys here. Um, so thank you so much, Dave. It's nice to have fans. Tate Boy says CJ Bennett. No, it's not him either. Gosh, it's this is killing me. I I really need to look this up, but I just can't. <laughs> so, anyways, so so many shows to check out. There's going to be so many things to listen to. So do that. But you're going to hear on a lot of shows a lot of people talking about who the next quarterback is, and you've heard it already. And over the weekend, it didn't get any easier because what happened? Well, we had uh, some news that possibly that they're <clears throat> narrowing it down to three for the possibility of where one Aaron Rodgers is going to go. It's not going to be Jeopardy, I guess. So what's going to happen is I think he is... I think he is going to go ahead and let everybody know tomorrow, possibly. So that could be breaking news, not where he's going, but let the team know what he wants to do. And there could be a plan in place for three teams, the Steelers, the Broncos, or the Tennessee Titans. So let's talk about that, guys. Um, really, who do you... What do you think of this? Do you think this is just a bunch of BS that the Steelers are on this list? Shane, I'm going to start with you. No, I'm on record. I, I don't want him. Um, he's a great player. What, three or four MVP awards? Yeah, well, no, no. I don't want to talk about that yet. I want to talk about if you think him being on the list is BS. And then then we'll I, go in. I, I can't see the still. It would be out of character. Um. But so I, I I don't think it's legit. I do think he would like to play with Tomlin, 
So that's how, you know, his name and the Steelers name is getting thrown together and thrown around. But I, I don't think that's their plan moving forward. Okay. Tony. I just think it's it's people connecting the dots, you know, like with all these other quarterbacks, because, you know, Steelers need a quarterback. Okay. Aaron Rodgers uh, might want traded if he wants to keep playing. Uh, so who are the teams out there that, that would be, make the most sense as far as, uh, uh, you know, based on, on, on uh, what, what they can offer in terms of draft picks. And, and you know, last year you had the Tomlin and, and, and uh, Rodgers love fest during that game. So I, I think that's it, you know, the same, same way that they're linked to Jimmy Garoppolo uh, and, and all these free agent quarterbacks. And of course the, the, uh, the draft prospects. I just think it's, it's people connecting dots right now. I, I'm not sure if it's, if there's any kind of, uh, fire to the smoke okay so you personally i think it's going to be the broncos i think they have a plan in place and they know that they're they're not afraid to mortgage the future for this guy now do i think that the steelers are going to be involved yeah i i actually think that they uh they probably put in a uh they probably put in a bid on them but it might not be a great bid. They they might be testing the waters and saying, "All right, if this is the best, this is the best we can do." And they might have said, "All right, a number one this year, a number three next year, and Mason Rudolph." You know, they could do something like that. It doesn't mean that that's what they're putting in. Um, Wes is saying here, "I expect three first, two seconds, and a player." Yeah, that's a possibility because they're going to probably get a king's ransom, mm. but. Here's the main question of the show. And we know where Shan stands and I want you to go ahead and uh and go ahead and reiterate that in a second. But the question of the show is it okay to mortgage the future? We saw the Rams did it and Shannon mentioned to me beforehand that it is a 3-year plan. Now when I say mortgaging the future, it could be it could be given up a couple picks. This isn't like the Minka Fitzpatrick deal where you gave up one pick, mm-hmm. one first round pick, and then swapped a, a two and a three or something like that. You, I mean, you got the Steelers got something back with it. it. It's not like that. And that trade worked. You know, the, that trade actually worked so far because you've got a very good player there. And, that's that's fine because when you're talking about your 2020 first round draft pick being Minka Fitzpatrick and what you're getting out of them, you did well there. So that that kind of washes things out because you can get an Artie Burns. You can get a question mark when you trade that nameless gray face away that is a draft pick. We've seen draft picks not work out before. I mean, how many of you would have loved them to have traded the uh, their 2013 first rounder and not get Jarvis Jones and still get Le'Veon Bell in the second. <laughs> you know what I mean? We would have definitely taken that. But the question about about mortgaging the future and this is this is not just for. L- let me preface this because Wes just said for a guy, I'm uh, thinking retirement every offseason. No, absolutely not. That's not what I'm talking about. It could be him. It could be Russell Wilson. It could be for someone huge, you know, but for that franchise. But what about this? What if it nets you a ring? Now, I don't want to see it. I do not want to see this. If you put it in, I'm not going to acknowledge it. 
there's no way they're going to win with this team. What if they bring other guys in? What if it works in 2022 and they get a ring? Is it worth it getting that ring to mortgage the future? Tony. Um, my feelings on this, it's situational. You know, uh, if, if, if you're talking like the, the like the Pirates of the mid 2010s, they they were presumably a big move away at the deadline every year from from maybe winning a World Series, and they, they never made a move. But then in 2018, they went won an 11 game winning streak, and they were like a few games out of the wild card. So they went all in to get Chris Archer, and it was a disaster. And they gave up so much of you know Tyler Glass, now Austin Meadows, Shane Baz. Baz, yeah, and, yeah, and there's these are all. I mean, at least two of them are going to be really great players. It looks like so. Uh, you know, when they should have did, when they should have made a move, they didn't, and then when they shouldn't have made a move, they did. So I think uh, the, the the 2018 Pirates are more like the or I'm sorry, the 2022 Steelers remind me more of the 2018 Pirates. Is that they're probably not ready to um, to to make that move. So it, I think it would damage them uh, in the long run. Now you say. Uh, if it nets you a ring, I don't think fans think that way. Fans want to win every year. So like, you can only hold on to those memories for so long. I mean, we saw after the, I was at the, the home opener after they won their last Super Bowl, And there was a guy 15 minutes into the game uh, complaining about uh, Bruce Arians and why he hates his guts and why he wants him out of town. So the fans just aren't, uh, you know, they, they don't live on memories. They live, they live, they want to have hope every year. And if you give away three first round picks for a 38 year old quarterback, uh, maybe it nets you a ring, but but where are you at five years from now? I mean, are you are you at the bottom of the league without your without your next franchise quarterback? I mean, look at you know the, the Broncos. They won a Super Bowl uh, seven years ago, I guess now, and they're still trying they're still trying to find um, the next John Elway, and he's been he's been retired for a quarter of a century. So I, I think in this case it, it wouldn't be worth it. Yeah, but let's talk about the Broncos real quick. They have spent a lot of money. Now, they didn't really mortgage their future, but they spent a boatload of money to bring Peyton Manning in, and it got him to it got him to two Super Bowls, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Mm-hmm. They won one and lost mm-hmm. one. Right. But it got him a chance for two rings, and no, they got destroyed by the Seahawks, but they beat the Panthers, and right. then he was done. And was he great? No, he wasn't awesome in that Super Bowl. He wasn't awesome that last season, but he still got you that ring. So all I'm saying is, you know, if you just look at 2022 and you want that ring for now, if that's a ring that you could uh, live off of for another 11, 12 years, are you going to do it? I might. I don't want Aaron Rodgers. I'm like Shannon. I I don't want Aaron Rodgers. But if you could tell me, if I'm making a deal with the devil, and that devil says, you will, and there's no way to know, but if I, I'm making a weird movie deal with the devil and the devil says, you're going to win if you trade a King's Ransom for Aaron Rodgers, I'm going to do it if it's going to guarantee just one. If mm-hmm. they say, now you're going to be 15 years without a ring, eh, I'm probably still doing it Right. to get that one ring. Well, can I add something to that? One more thing? Yeah. Uh, it would, it would, if you would say, like, say Deshaun Watson, everything was cleared. I mean, obviously, if he had no allegations, then he wouldn't be on the training block. But say everything was cleared, and and 
he got to start with a clean slate. What is he, 20? I don't know how old was he, 26, 27? And you could have that guy for the next 10, 12 years. You're not guaranteed a ring, but you have that guy <laughs> as your franchise quarterback. I would definitely trade three first-round picks for him because as long as you have that guy, uh, you, you you have a chance. Now, you would have to deal with the fallout of, of having Deshaun Watson and, and all those allegations. We saw you know, people still haven't gotten over the stuff with Ben, so you would have to deal with that fallout. But if you're willing to put up with that, uh, then I would make that trade tomorrow for Deshaun Watson. You bring him in here, he, he, he gives you 10, 12 years of top flight quarterback play. I, I think that would be worth it. So Shannon White, the I uh, made you wait a while to talk about how you don't want Rodgers. And like I said, I agree with you. I don't really don't want this guy. But it's uh, the point of the show is if it gets you that ring next year and you get a guarantee, which I know there's no guarantees, are you going to do it? I know you're still not going to do it. So I'll let you go ahead and jump in on that. The Rams were building that since the team for this year about three years ago. Uh, they made the trades they made for Ramsey. They solidified here and there. The last piece was Matthew Stafford. And they went all in, and they won, so it was worth it. And we talked about that a while back. Um, Rodgers, for the last decade, he's played on more talented teams than the, the Steelers. Definitely than they're going to be this year. And he's had three or four MVPs, one Super Bowl. He's lost. If it was any other player, they would talk about how many times he's lost in the NFC Championship game. But nobody wants to talk about that. And now he's going to magically come to Pittsburgh, and he's going to be everything. He's going to be such a success in Pittsburgh that he couldn't be when everything was built around him in Green Bay. Uh, it's not happening. Uh, especially, he's, you know, you don't get better as you get older. Unless you're Tom Brady, of course, but <laughs> but I just don't see it. Uh, as you said, Brian, the Broncos have done this type of thing before, and Elway will pull the trigger if he thinks that they're a, you know one quarterback away. The time has passed for the Steelers to do this. There was times in the last decade that they were a defensive player or two away from being a true contender. And then maybe an offensive player or two away at one point there, but they never pulled the trigger. It doesn't make sense to pull the trigger and make a move like that now, not when you're having to rebuild. And you can start the rebuild by making a couple of really good free agent signings, solidify that offensive line. There's so much talent in this draft in the top 150 players. You can accelerate your rebuild until you do have – where one quarterback is going to make the difference. But right now, he won't. All right. You know, I get what you're saying. I agree with everything you're saying. But for the point of the exercise, I don't think you guys and the live chat understand what I'm saying. So let's take Aaron Rodgers off the table completely. Let's go ahead and say that it's – uh let's go ahead and say that it's Russell Wilson. Heck, heck not even Russell Wilson. Let's go ahead and say it's Patrick Mahomes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Are you going to, will you mortgage the future for Patrick Mahomes if it could only get you one ring? If, if, if I, I would, yes, because 
you know, you don't know, you can't predict the future, but you would, it, you would have hope for 10 years that you would, you would, you would be in the mix for 10, 12 years or whatever. Whereas Aaron Rodgers, you would probably get that ring and yeah, there's, there's no Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is off, well, just, off yeah, the conversation I, block. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you would have that. It's like the same thing with the Deshaun Watson uh, thing. You, you have that guy for 10, 12 years. That's my main thing. It's not that I don't really care about, you know, it, it's, it's not the draft pick so much. It, it's, it's what's left out, you know, after you uh, give away those draft picks. And you, to me, like you trade a number one pick for, for, uh, uh, for Minka. Well, that's, he netted you, he's a young talent. He's the best safety in the NFL, maybe, you know, so that, that's my thing. It's not giving away the draft picks. I don't care. It's about what you're, what you're netting in return. Yeah. And it's funny, the value of players. Let's go back to 1996. You spent a two and a four for Jerome Bettis. Right. Another team's trash was this team's ultimate treasure. One of the greatest players in team history. So there you go. But the thing is, the whole point of the exercise is, hey, man, if you've got that guy, <laughs> is are there players out there that you'll spend a king's ransom for and one is enough for right now? And if any team could pull that off, the Steelers are a kind of team that could pull that off. I know they don't have a lot of guys around them now. Do I want them to mortgage the future? Absolutely not. I want those draft picks. In fact, I know exactly who I want to be the, the next quarterback of the Steelers, and I'm not going off it now. Wes says maybe Josh Allen. Yeah, okay, Josh Allen. Yeah, I'm mortgaging the future for Jeff, for Josh Allen. I definitely am. But the guy I want is Josh Allen's backup. And a lot of people are going to be like, eh, no. Now, some people like Andrew and a few other guys are going to mention <laughs> that, you know, Trubisky is is uh, Trubisky is the uh, guy that you don't want. But look at him. Look at his. We talked about his winning percentage last week. It's in the top four since 2017. He's also a guy that showed some signs of life the little time that he played in Buffalo. And he's coming to a good organization. And Wes said earlier, you could probably get this guy for $10 million. He got two and a half last year. It'd be four times what he's getting. And if you're paying $10 million for a starting quarterback who's 27, are you going to do it? Absolutely. So I hope that's the I hope that's the big free agent that they get. And that will be met with a lot of people, a lot of people with booze. But because you're not going to get that. There's no sexy quarterback in free agency right now. There is no supermodel quarterback. You know nope. why? You know why? Because if you are a free agent right now that hasn't been wrapped up by your team, then you have some warts. You're you're a supermodel with bad breath and hairy pits. But guess what? <laughs> guess what? You could give her mouthwash, and you could give her some nair, and give her a razor, nair. There you go. and shit, and shave those pits. And guess what? If she's in the right place, if she's in Wisconsin, or bad analogy because we're talking about him, but if she's in North Dakota, she's not sexy because. She has hairy legs right now and she's wearing a parka. But if you put her in Miami, 
where it's beautiful, guess what? She could show off those legs and those arms, and she's going to be beautiful. That could be Mitch Trubisky. Ryan Tannehill was that guy. He was in Miami, where it's okay to be sexy. Everybody's sexy in Miami. But guess what? He had Harry Pitts. He had bad breath. And now, now this man is in Tennessee, and he's been to an AFC championship game. He's been to the playoffs. You know what? I don't know what they're thinking, saying they'd rather bring in Aaron Rodgers. They've got their quarterback. Fix the rest of that team. That's fine, and that's the Tennessee Titans. What I'm saying. But, man, I tell you what, Trubisky would be a guy. He would be the guy. All right. I need to take a breath. Shannon, Ooh. save me. What do you think about Mitch? Oh, I've on record, I've, I like Trubisky. I think he, you know, went to Chicago, which is not renowned for developing quarterbacks. He was in a bad situation. The only reason he's available is he's back up to Josh Allen, one of the best young quarterbacks in the league, and he's going to be too expensive to be, you know, a number two. And he has starting potential, so that's what makes him intriguing. Um, yeah, I'd, I'd love to see Trubisky get an opportunity, especially as his age. And the way they were explaining him last week is that Mitch Trubisky's the kind of guy you want to marry your daughter. So he sounds like a high-character young man, uh, and I think he'd be a good fit with his mobility and his arm for this offense that the Steelers are going to try to run with Canada. So, But, you know, the Packers um, have had good teams, but they, they can't get over the hump. The Rams traded away all their first-round picks, as you said, and you never know what a first-round pick's going to develop into. If you trade them for an established guy, you know, that makes sense. But the Rams have hit on second and third and fourth round picks a lot in the last few years uh, with a Cooper Cup or uh, Lloyd or one of these guys. They've really done well drafting is also. So that's why the Stafford made sense. But if you could go into next season with Trubisky and his potential and his fit, uh, I think you feel a lot better about the situation if Rudolph ends up the starter, he had to earn it. You know, you give Mitch Trubisky, Deontay Johnson, and they're mm -hmm. both going to approve. Mm -hmm. You know, you give, I mean, in fact, if you give the Rams Deontay Johnson, Deontay Johnson's a superstar. Even more than, uh, he's not a superstar, he's a star right now. He's he's probably the number one receiver in Pittsburgh um, based on what he's done. He's since he was drafted, he has the most catches, I believe, um, from that rookie class. And he is, he's been really good. We focus on those drops, and, and that's okay. Um, before I get to Tony on, uh, on Mitch, um, I do want to apologize to Steel Curtain, who, uh, who said that this is offensive. So if I did offend any supermodels with bad breath and and hairy legs and hairy armpits i do apologize it was just trying to paint a picture sometimes the picture the <laughs> pictures i paint are not that pretty you can ask my wife because she's like you just said that i'm like yeah i, I just did i'm gonna get yelled at by my wife for that analogy anyways but i, I just want to bring up 
Mule Skinner. And if anybody, you know what I love about Mule? Mule Skinner's the one that does, is not afraid to tell us if we're wrong. Um, but this is what he's saying on Mitch. Trubisky, 25 and 13 in his last 38 games with little to no help. Trubisky rarely turns the ball over. And guess where he was? He was in Chicago. Chicago's where dreams go to die in football. <laughs> I love the town. That's one of my favorite places in the world. I love Chicago. I would hang out there a lot. But, man, for football, the Bears are a disappointment. Yeah. Um, Super Steelers is seeing Mariota. <laughs> I, I like the idea of Mariota, too. But now that I think about it, I think Mitch is probably – first of all, Mitch is a great name. Mitch is a dude. <laughs> Mitch! Everyone needs a buddy named Mitch. You know, you well, know what I'm saying? Um, but Mitch is kind of that guy that somebody just brought up. Kurt Von A brought up 85 Bears. And <laughs> yeah, they were awesome. And hey, they were in the title game in 2006 too. I'm just saying that they haven't been that good. They've got that one title to speak of. And I tell you what, I bet you they would mortgage the future for a superstar if they can have that one to uh, add to 85. I bet you they would. Um, and Mule saying uh, Nagy sabotaged Mitch. Yeah, I think he did. I think this is a, a place for that guy. I'm not really sure exactly what all I was saying because I got off the topic, but I just really think that you got you to gotta look at that. Do I want this team to mortgage the future? No. But there's sometimes some teams are going to mortgage the future to get that one and start the clock over and reset the clock and not have a problem with it. And I think there are some people out there in Pittsburgh, Steeler fans, black and gold mines over the world, that would say, yeah, if you told me I'd have a 30-year a chasm and uh, get that ring now, I'm probably going to take it. Some people live in the now. You know, some people absolutely do that. And you guys are both, uh, you guys are both uh, circling around my age. Uh, one maybe a year older, one a year younger, and uh, six months younger. And we remember the '79 Pirates, and the fact that the clock keeps on ticking. And it's 43 <laughs> years now, with no end in sight. You know, yeah, that Tony brought up 2015 with the Pirates. They had to give up Josh Bell and maybe and uh, Tyler Glasnow. And they would have got Jason Verlander. They probably would. I mean, those were the guys, David Price. They would have gotten a superstar pitcher to come in, and they would have got another player. And if they make deals like that, they're hoisting the World Series trophy. You're coming darn close to it in 2015. My gosh, the Mets went to the World Series in 2015. They eked their way in there. And the, the Pirates beat the heck out of them all year. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and the, the the Pirates would have went. Yeah. So if if you could go back in time and make that trade, every Pirate fan, because guess what? Josh Bell's gone. Glasnow's gone. And they got rid of Bell for not a lot. So that's what I'm looking at here. Some people are going to go ahead and make that trade. Because... If it's going to happen now, I don't think I don't think that trade's going to make it happen. But if you get that superstar, 
some people are going to take the bait and hope it happens. I I would not be surprised if Aaron Rodgers comes in and, and this team is in the second round of the playoffs. But the problem is that might not be good. And that's not good enough to mortgage the future for. But, you know, you never know what's going to work. We Somebody brought this up. And I'll, let me tell you who brought it up. And if you didn't get a chance to listen to Jeff Hartman's show this morning, you missed out on a great one. Let's ride. He, he does, he has a special guest every Monday. It's called the Monday morning conversation. And you know this name because he's on every single BTSC podcast on audio because it's the Jerry Cherry band. Jerry Cherry was on. And he was talking about his fandom and he brought something up that was really interesting. So check out Let's Ride on that. But what he brought up was the fact that the last two teams brought in a quarterback that that won the Super Bowl, brought in a quarterback that was in their first year with that team. Tom Brady with the Bucks, Matthew Stafford with the Rams. So that's a possibility too. That's that's just something to talk about. Whew, gosh, I tell you what, I I'm really pumped because this is this has been a fun show so far. So let's go ahead and uh, let's take a few. Let's take a few questions. We're going to start now, and um, we'll go ahead and do that. I'll, I'll throw up a comment. Um, Brian Brown says Tom Brady can kiss it. Um, we're going to go another eight minutes, so go ahead, and if you have some pod, podcast there, excuse me, podcast. Whew, let's start that over. You have some questions? Let's do that. Something interesting happened today. There was breaking news. It looks like the Patriots are going to part ways with Kyle Van Noy. Kyle Van Noy was a star for the Patriots and the Dolphins. He's a linebacker. And he followed Brian Flores to the Dolphins. It's going to be a $5 million hit um, to bring a guy like that in. Gentlemen, we talked about it just a couple of weeks ago. And I don't know whether it was last week or the week before. And I mentioned when we were talking about Brian Flores, I mentioned Kyle Van Noy. That would be something interesting, a guy like that. What would you see? Now, that's not a sexy pick either, but that's a good piece of the puzzle that the Steelers have thrived on bringing in. Could you see them bringing in a guy like Van Noy? Yeah, Myrna Jane and Burt says he played for the Lions too. He was drafted the second round. Tony? Uh, with the, everything that happened with Melvin, Melvin Ingram last year, and you, and you saw other examples with James Harrison in, in the recent past, and the Garrett Blunt, I'd say, yeah, you know, bring a younger guy in to, to be the backup, somebody who maybe still has some stuff uh, to prove. I think like these guys, like 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 Van Noy, I think they 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 uh, they still think they can start. And maybe they can. So if he would come in here as a backup, I, I'm I'm, not, I'm wondering if it would be like Ingram, where he does it under the guise of, all right, well, I'm going to take uh, Alex Highsmith's uh, job eventually. So uh, I would probably say, I'd probably shy away from it, but that's, that's just my, my opinion. Shannon, can you see a, a deal like that happening? Well, he'd have to understand the Steelers are going to have to find, hopefully in the draft, a starting buck linebacker to pair with Bush if they're going to give him another year to see if he can bounce back. Van Noy would have to understand coming in, and I think they'll make it very clear 
maybe they didn't with Ingram. I don't know that he would be a backup and he'd be a quality backup. I'd rather have him in Spillane, for example. Uh, he's very experienced. He knows that defense. Uh, he's very intelligent, but he'd have to understand that he's a backup. You know, funny thing about Van Noy is he's kind of in the mold of Arthur Motes. Now, uh, Arthur Motes was a sixth round pick of the Buffalo Bills and and Van Noy was a second round pick for the Lions, but he plays both. He's your hybrid linebacker. He's playing inside, he's playing outside. And that was something that they really got a lot of use out of uh out of this gentleman here which was uh excuse me, they got a lot of use out of him playing playing inside and outside. So that's something you really got to look at and that's something they got a lot of use out of Arthur Motes in Pittsburgh too for the fact that he was so versatile. So that's great. Bry 160701 one of my favorites here cuz I he loves his 80s music. Uh I I swear we share the same brain sometimes. I'm he's asking what are we going to do about our center? And I'm going to bring up Owen. Do you think the link with Ryan Jensen's a serious one and would you sign him? Ryan Jensen's going to cost some money because he has become the the big the big guy here. Before I ask you guys about that, about uh, bless you, bless you um, before I ask you about them, do you really think that this team is done with Kendrick Green at center? Because I don't. I think we, as media and fans, want a new center, and I don't think the Steelers do. Tony, what are your thoughts? No, I don't think they would give up give up on him after after one year, a third round pick. I think, you know, uh, Kevin Colbert mentioned his injury last year. Whether that was the real reason or not, I don't know. But he mentioned that. I think he mentioned that for a reason because they they I think they still want to develop Kendrick Green. So I don't think they're done with him. But if you're talking about somebody like like bringing in a Jensen, I mean. You know, he's 39 years old. I, I'm seeing it. In the, I didn't realize he was that old. <laughs> he's 30. Oh, okay. Okay. That makes more sense. And that makes, yeah. okay. So if you can get a guy like that at, at a reasonable price, um, then I guess you would have to think hard about that because he's still young enough. And then you would have to think hard about what you want to do. Do you want to move uh, green back to, to, to guard? But see, that, those are the kind of moves. Like if you, if you pair a, a Jensen with a Trubisky, then to me, that makes more sense that you can kind of, have like a Ryan Tannehill situation. You already have, uh, presumably, your your hopefully your your Derrick Henry and and and, and Najee. I don't, even, I don't know if he's gonna be that good, but if he's your workhorse running back, so you can kind of build your team that way, or a Jameis Winston, somewhere like that. So um, I don't think they're done with Kendrick Green as a center, but but if they do bring in Jensen, I don't think they're necessarily done with Kendrick Green. I think they would switch, they would change up their plans and, and move him to guard. Shannon. Well, first off, I've seen somebody say that Linderbaum has longer arms than green. Actually, he has shorter arms than green. He was like 31 and an eighth inches long, which is incredibly short arms because uh, green's 32 and a quarter. And green is like probably the shortest offensive lineman in the NFL uh, at because he was his official height was six one and seven eighths. I think six foot is you never see a six foot offensive lineman six one rarely. Uh, I think Green was the shortest starting offensive lineman in the league last year, but at least his arms are 32 and a quarter inch long, whereas Linderbaum is like 31 something. So, you know, Linderbaum isn't the answer. 
Uh, I don't think, because I think he's going to have a lot of similar struggles. Uh, as far as Jensen, he'll be 31 by the time the season starts. He's going to be a big, big money free agent. I've got an article getting ready to post about Jensen and how he could be a positive example for Kendrick Green. Because Jensen was a six-round draft pick from a small school. He was drafted in 2013. He played four years with the Ravens before he became a starter. Then he parlayed that into the four-year, $42 million contract with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And just last year, he made his first Pro Bowl. So he has showed steady improvement where a lot of people thought he was a wasted pick. But he showed steady improvement. Now he's a Pro Bowler. He could be a very good example to Kendrick Green just like hopefully Marquise Pouncey has been this offseason. But I think it's too early to give up on Green. I kind of think it is too. Um, let me go ahead and say this, and it's bold statement time, and I have no problem making a bold statement. I don't think he's going to be there when the Steelers draft. But if Tyler Linderbaum is there, you guys, everybody, Steeler Nation's going to go absolutely <laughs> berserk because you know what's going to happen? They're not taking him. They will pass on him. Either they trade out of the pick to somebody that wants him, or they're going to pass on him. They're not bringing in Tyler Linderbaum in the first round. I will guarantee it right here. Not going to happen. They passed on Humphreys twice. Yeah, they they really did. Mm -hmm. But but the thing about Humphreys is I think they identified – I think they looked at the package – that they were looking at there look we can get maybe our next tight end for the 10 years in friar muth and we can get a guy that we think is going to be big and good but might be a project in kendrick green so i really feel like yeah. they traded those two players for that one mm-hmm. and i that's the best way to look at it what are they going to do with their center I think it's going to be Kendrick Green right now. I think they're going to build around him as well. And they're going to bring some other guys in. I'm hoping there's an off, there's a lot of offensive linemen linemen that I want. And there's there's a great question out here. Dave Shipley says, if our guy isn't there, I trade out of the first for more picks. Thoughts? Yeah. Yeah, why not? But I think your guy's going to be there. Because the only problem about trading out of the first round Here's the problem. Maybe not trade trade out of the first round, maybe trade down. Because what's going to happen is if you trade out of the first round, you're not picking again for at least 13 picks. And then you have to trade with the Jags. You, you know what I mean? And that's probably not going to happen. So you might lose 20 spots by doing that. I, I always think about trading down. I don't want to trade out of the first round. I have, and I, they don't really do that a lot, but I would love them to trade down, but not out. And we've seen them do it. Guess what? One of the best examples of that was 2001, Casey Hampton. They traded down, got the guy they wanted, and got extra picks. Uh, and they still that worked got out the pretty guy well. Yeah. So sometimes <laughs> that works out. Then you have the time. And one thing that drives me crazy, because you know, I'm a draft guy, and I remember watching this draft. 32 years ago and I'm sitting there and I'm like, wow, they just traded. I was ready for the Steelers pick so I can go do something. And next thing you know, they trade down, they trade with the Cowboys, the Cowboys pick Emmett Smith. And everybody's like, man, the Steelers missed out on Emmett Smith. 
They weren't taking Emmett Smith. No. There was no way on God's green earth they were taking Emmett. They thought they had their guy. They thought they had their guy, and he had a good rookie season. Tim Worley had a good rookie season. Hindsight, hindsight's not 2020 in the in that. Because you could say, oh man, they missed out. No, there's no way they're taking them. Just like we think they should take a center, they're not taking a center. So that's especially two years in a row. They're not ready to man, how many times have you seen them not get rid of a sixth round pick? Because <laughs> because they don't want to uh we assume that they don't want to say that they made a mistake on a draft pick. You know, my gosh, I saw them dump a first round pick. We all did. 1992. They dumped a first round pick. They got a first round pick named Huey Richardson, which was an ultimate bust. Biggest. There's no more of a bust because he was gone a year later. Right. Tower said, no, this guy, this guy's not working out. He's gone. So there you go. Hey, I want to thank everybody for coming in. This was a very fun show. Um, if I didn't get to your questions, I do apologize, but we have so many shows to check out. Make sure you check out the live mic tomorrow from the cutting room floor with Jeffrey Benedict and also the Scobro show as well. So with that being said, my name is Brian Anthony Davis from Behind the Steel Curtain. For Tony Defio and Shannon White, we'll see you next week. And just when you think you've got all the answers... We keep changing the questions. Shannon's famous for this one now. Do it, Shannon. Woo! All right. Keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the hypocycloids. We will see you next week. We love you, BTSC Nation. We love you. <laughs> <laughs>